You are listening to the Phenom MLB Show on the Phenom Media Podcast Network, powered by the most passionate young sports analyst in the game. If you're looking for creative, informative, and high-quality sports content, you've come to the right place. Phenom Media boasts a team of over 100 youth contributors from around the world, covering every sport on every media platform. Make sure to follow Phenom on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as all of the Phenom podcast channels for daily content. The link tree in the episode description includes a direct link to all of the aforementioned platforms, so click on that to access everything. If you enjoy the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a positive review so more people can discover the podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to the Phenom MLB show. I'm Mike Green. And I'm Robert Radford. Uh, today, we're, uh, we will be talking about the Josh Bell uh, to the Nationals trade, as well as discussing who we think uh, has the best rotation in all of uh, starting rotation in all of baseball. Um, so to recap, um, I think a couple days ago, um, Pirates first baseman and 2019 All Star Josh Bell uh, was traded to the Washington Nationals for uh, pitchers Will Crow, minor league pitchers, I should add, Will Crow and Eddie Yeen. Uh, Will Crow made his debut in 2020, and Eddie Yeen has yet uh, to play in the majors. So, Robert, what do you think about this deal for uh, the Nationals? Well, I definitely needed the Josh Bell here because Ryan Simmons a free agent, and he's been their first baseman for the last about a long time. And now Howie Kendrick has retired, so they really don't, didn't have a first baseman, and now they got Josh Bell. He has a big bat, and you mentioned he was a former all-star with the Pirates. You don't really get to see him much on TV because it's Pirates, and they're not really on national TV that much. But he's a really great player. He has a huge bat, a lot of home runs. Last year in 2019, when he made the the all-star team, he was in the lead league for a bit in the whole whole MLB. Definitely a much-needed bat and a great move for the Nationals. Now they lost Rendon last year. Now they got another big bat back. It's not Rendon, but still another great addition. Uh, I would agree that the Nationals won this trade. Uh, the two pitchers they gave up uh, are their number three and number six prospects. Um, but I don't think either are on the top one hundred, or like at least I'm. I'm. I feel like I'm generally aware of like who the better prospects in baseball were. And I wasn't too aware of these guys. Uh, so I think the Nationals definitely won. Josh Bell did not have a good year in 2020. But I don't think 2020 numbers are um, a good indicator of future success. It was a shortened season. For example, uh, 20, in 2019, uh, Cody Bellinger in the first two months was like almost hitting like, I th- I'm not 100% sure about this, but he was hitting like almost 400 and then in this the first 60 games of this year uh he struggled he he had some homers but his batting average struggled 
Um, and then he, he did well in the playoffs. Um, but like 60 games, they're just, they can be so different. So um, I think Josh Bell should return, maybe not to the height of his 2019 um, levels, but at least close to it with the Nationals. Um, who um, missed the playoffs this year and need in a tough uh, NL East uh, should be trying to make it back to the playoffs. And they were in last place because every team struggled last year in the NL East. But Juan Soto with his COVID and he was out of the first couple weeks and Steven Strasburg was out most of the year so they didn't really have much pitching. And really they... Davey Martinez, his jaw was on the hot seat for a bit, but I know they gave him an extension. It was really a, a really weird 2020, as it was for most teams. But definitely now to get a big bat to go with Soto and to go with Trey Turner at the top of the lineup, definitely a big addition. Yeah, I agree. Um, so moving on to the Pirates, uh, the Pirates, the first uh, pitcher they got, uh, Will Crow, has been in the Nationals organization um, for, for a bit now. And he, he made his debut last year, only pitched eight innings, uh, but gave up 14 hits, 13 runs, 11 of which were earned, and five homers. So obviously, yes, uh, it's early in his career, but he is 25. So uh, what, what do you think about how those numbers could pertain to how he does in Pittsburgh? Well, it's a short sample size. Only eight innings pitch is not something you, you can really determine how this guy is going to do in Pittsburgh. But definitely, it's alarming with those numbers. But Pittsburgh, maybe he might have better pitching staff there and might have better pitching coach than he, they had in Washington. And if you made your debut in 2020 it was a weird year as I just mentioned so there's a good chance that he would have a better career in Pittsburgh and a better year in general because just eight innings pitch is not really how you could determine a pitcher um yes but like Pittsburgh hasn't had the best success with developing pitchers if you look at uh guys like Garrett Cole and Tyler Glasnow who are both um with the Rays now more than being gone they're both the aces of their respective teams. Uh, both of them started with the Pirates organization. Uh, Cole played uh, the first part of his career there and only made the All-Star game once and then went got traded to Houston. And, I mean, he like in 2019, he finished second in AL Cy Young voting. Well, uh, Tyler Glasnow was in the chart, uh, char- not Charlie Morton, um, the Chris Archer trade. Um, and he as well was not doing great in Pittsburgh uh, with in 2016 having and 2017. And when he was with them in 2018 before he was traded, having ERAs above four. But in 2019, he had a he didn't pitch as many innings, I think, because he got hurt. Um, but he was good. And in 2020 he struggled a little. Uh, especially in the World Series, I remember. Uh, I believe he lost both games he pitched. But he's a better pitcher now than he was in Pittsburgh. So that's another thing I don't like um, for the Pirates in this trade is I think it's kind of like what the Rockies where they think they need pitching because uh, our pitchers – because they think, oh, we like our aces, James and 
Tolion, or however you pronounce it. But the, it's not like that their pitchers are bad. It's just there's an outside factor, like how the Pirates can't develop uh, pitchers well, and the Rockies play in cores. But it's definitely alarming that they traded those two superstars, as you mentioned, in Glassnell and Morton, and they lost both of those deals, probably most people say. With in the glass now trade, they got Chris Archer, who they thought was a great pitcher, and it turned out not to be so great. And then in the Garrett Cole deal with Houston, they got four prospects for him, I believe. But still, you're giving up now, he's arguably a top five pitcher in the whole majors. So definitely, definitely alarming to see that they trade all these guys. And now they didn't trade a pitcher this time. They're trading arguably their best player on the Pittsburgh Pirates roster right now in Josh Bell. And now they're getting pitchers rather than suppressing pitchers. Um, yeah. So overall, this trade uh, was definitely better for the Nationals. Uh, moving on to the second part of our uh, show today. Uh, we're going to discuss actually uh, what teams uh, do we think or what team has uh, the best uh, starting rotation in all of the MLB uh, that there are some contenders for this uh, like the Indians who have Shane Bieber, Carlos Carrasco, the Nationals who have Strasburg, Max Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, the Yankees who have Garrett Cole among other players who have been hurt Um or the Mets, who have two-time Cy Young winner Jacob DeGrom as some examples. Uh, so, Robert, who do you think has the best rotation in all of the MLB? Well, I think there's four teams where you could put, you could argue for having the best rotation. One of them you didn't mention, I'm surprised you didn't mention them, is the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're one of them with Dustin May, with Clayton Kershaw, with David Price coming back, and obviously Walker Bueller, who had a great World Series at the whole postseason. Yeah, he, he was dominated in the playoffs. Yeah, so you can put the Dodgers there. The Mets, I believe, I'm not not show a lot of bias here, but the Mets do have a top rotation with the Grom, Syndergaard, Stroman, Steven Matz, who had a horrible year, to say the least, in 2020. But he's going to, I think, Jeremy Hafner is going to fix him with the analytics. And now, that just one bad year, small sample size in 2020, got moved to the rotation and had some uh, injuries. But he's going to be the fourth starter on this team, I believe. And then David Pearson, fifth. So they're another team that you could put. And then Washington Nationals, as you mentioned, with Scherzer, Strasburg is going to come off of an injury, and Patrick Corbin. They're another team. Another team you could put there, I think, is the Atlanta Braves. Had a great year in 2020, made the NLCS. But now with the addition of Charlie Morton to go with Max Freed and Soroka, it's definitely going to be great rotation there. But the best rotation in all the baseball, I would have to go with the Mets. I don't want to say it's really biased here, but the Mets, you look at it, you have the best pitcher in baseball with Jacob DeGrom. And he arguably should have won the Cy Young this year. So for him to win the Cy Young in 2018 and 2019, he's the ace of the staff, number one. And then number two, 
Noah Syndergaard when he returns from Tommy John surgery. He's a top 10 pitcher in all of baseball, you could say. And he had a great uh, career before his injury and now coming back stronger than ever. Who knows? He'll be, he might be up there with the ground. And he is an all-star before the injury and hopefully he'll be able to return to that. Marcus Stroman's also returning to this Mets staff. He's a former all-star, former gold glover. He's just improving. And now with the year off, he might be a similar situation with Syndergaard. He might be stronger than, coming back stronger than ever. And then David Peterson showed so many signs of potential in his rookie year in 2020. And he's expected to just take off starting this year and hopefully for many years to come. And then the wild card factor, as I mentioned, is Steven Matt's fifth. Didn't have a great 2020, but all signs are showing that he's going to have a great 2021 campaign, excuse me. And that's why I think the Mets have the best rotation. Um, I'll have to disagree. Um, I think the best rotation in all of baseball uh, would belong to the 2019 champion Washington Nationals. It's around the same rotation, I think, with uh, one or two changes. And I think um, it gets a little less love because their bullpen uh, is not as good. But, I mean, you have Max Scherzer, um, who's a top five starter in all of baseball. You have Steven Strasburg, the 2019 World Series MVP, who did get hurt last year. Um, I think due, uh, a lot of pitchers got hurt due to the, um, I think, like, shortened mini um, spring training and stuff like that. Um but I feel like he would have had good numbers as well. And Patrick Corbin, another guy um, on the 2019 World Series team who could, who could be an ace on a, on a bunch of teams, um, but is the three starter here. Um, at the rest of the, the rest of the rotation isn't great, but those like, I mean, Joe Ross is solid. Um, Eric, Eric Fetty, uh had one war in 2019 or 2020. Um, but overall, just th- those three guys will overpower you so much that the rest of the rotation doesn't have to be as good because the front three are so good. That's a Mets fan seeing the Nationals 19 times a year. It's not great when you have to face guys like Scherzer, like Strasburg. I like Corbin, so I definitely understand that pick. Definitely a team I considered for this question here. But I think that the Mets have more than three pitchers that could arguably uh, top these Nationals pitchers. So that's why I went with the Mets over the Nationals here. Um, okay, well, um, for this isn't technically what we're talking about. But for a rotation that I think is a little underrated, I would say the White Sox. I don't think their rotation gets enough love. As Lucas Giolito, uh, who threw a no-hitter this year, and is one of the three best young pitchers in baseball, along with probably like Shane Bieber um, and maybe Walker Bueller, I'd have to think. Um, they just added Lance Lynn, uh, who's been good in Texas, though uh, that might be a little bit because of Jeff Mathis. Uh, if you want an explanation on this, uh, please watch the Foolish Baseball video. Uh, but he's a really good defensive catcher who makes pitchers better because he's such a good framer. And they also have Dallas Keuchel, 
um, who is a talented pitcher. Um, but if if you look and may say, oh, maybe their 2020 numbers weren't great, uh, two of their other pitchers, uh, Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech, are both young and should only improve. So if those guys improve the way I expect them to, and the rest of the rotation performs up to uh, their standards, this could be a top uh, five rotation in baseball next year. I think that you could definitely make a case for them as one of the rising rotations in all of baseball. Dallas Keuchel, you mentioned there, he might be the number three, and he might be one of the top number three pitchers in all of baseball. He had a great uh, run in Houston a couple of years ago, and now used to be on the Braves last year, two years ago now, and now at the White Sox. He signed a three- or four-year deal with them last offseason. Definitely a great pitcher. And Michael Kopech, who you mentioned, one of their top prospects, he was part of the Chris Sale trade. And when that happened, when that trade happened, people thought that Michael Kopech was a great pitcher, but he had some stuff that derailed his career a little bit. And now he's trying to come back and still has great potential. So definitely the White Sox are an ascending rotation in baseball. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so who, who would you say is one of the more uh, underrated rotations in all of baseball? Well, I think the Padres are definitely one with now with Mike Clevenger. They had a couple injuries to their other pitchers like Lamette. And I think that now that their team is trying, is getting together mostly with Tatis having his great rookie year and Chato, who had a great 2020 uh, year. Now people are going to think of Padres as more contenders and a lot more national TV time and more people are going to see how great the San Diego, San Diego Padres rotation really is. Um, I actually might disagree with that. Um, I think the Padres are rotation is going to be what the White Sox uh, were. Um, it's good, but uh, I don't know if it can fill, if the young guys can fill it out and make it one of the best rotations in baseball just yet. But maybe in um, uh, 2022, uh, that uh, it will be one of the better ones. But I don't see like, like a guy like Mackenzie Gore, I don't see him like being a 2021 like really good starter. I see him being okay. I mean, he's young. It's natural. Uh, Chris Paddock and uh, uh, Denison Lamette should both have good years. Um, Mike Clevenger uh, should be good. Um, but besides that, I don't know if the young guys can fill in uh, to their new roles enough that it'll make it one of the best rotations in baseball uh, next year. I think they're definitely an ascending rotation, though. And the Padres, as it's well noted everywhere, they have one of the best prospect pools in all of baseball. So definitely, as you mentioned, they have a lot of young guys. But definitely, since they're one of the top prospects, they have one of the top 10 farm systems, there's definitely going to be a lot of pitchers coming in and try to bounce out that rotation. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, they, they could make a trade. They, they have a good farm system, so maybe they make a trade for um, an upcoming free agent. 
uh, pitcher um, for uh, they could get. Actually, here, let me think. Uh, but I mean, also this rotation could get better if they sign Trevor Bauer. Uh, there are rumors if he goes that that he could go there. So uh, maybe possible. he does. If he does, then the Padres are definitely an instant contender in the National League. I know the NLS is challenging with the World Series champion Dodgers there, but definitely a guy like Trevor Bauer would definitely add a lot of depth to that rotation and give them a good chance. Um, I agree. And uh, for next offseason, if they want to make a trade, maybe if the if the Mets are in the hole, they could go for Noah Syndergaard. Uh, Lance McCullers Jr. of the Astros is, uh, I think, an underrated pitcher. Um, Lance Lynn, maybe, but I don't see him struggling with the White Sox. Or uh, the Red Sox seem to be going in a rebuild, so maybe they uh, try to trade for Eduardo Rodriguez. Definitely all possibilities. Syndergaard is definitely going to be at the top of a lot of teams' list next offseason if he doesn't sign an extension with the Mets. Um, yeah, uh, I, I would agree. Um, so, in short, to recap, uh, the best rotation is either the Mets or Nationals, and our picks for most underrated are um, the Padres in White Sox. Uh, but what, what about worst rotation? That one hmm. put on the spot there. I'd have to think about it a bit. But there's a lot of great rotations out there. So getting some time, I'll be able to think about one of those. But definitely, I'm going to stick with the Mets as the best rotation for now. You can go first on that one. No, I said, what about the worst? Yeah, the worst rotation. Uh, there's a couple teams you could probably put there. But definitely a team like that you mentioned earlier, you could argue that the Padre, the Pirates, excuse me, are one of the worst with Musgrove and Archer, and it's really not a strong rotation there. But I would have to think of some other teams that you could possibly put at the, as the worst rotation in baseball. Right, well, um, I would say that I the be, uh, worst rotation belongs to the Baltimore Orioles, um, who also had the least uh, p- uh, starting pitcher war in um, um, previously in the past two seasons. So obviously that's not good. Their only starter who's like at least serviceable is John Means. So it's crazy how like. And he, he's not, like, that good. Like, he, he's okay. But he's not, like, I mean, two home runs per nine innings is not, like, the make of a good pitcher. A 4.9 ERA is not the make of a good pitcher. Some of that is playing in the AL East, where you have to go against power hitters from, like, the Red Sox, like J.D. Martinez. The Yankees obviously have a power hitting lineup. The Blue Jays have uh, Vlad Guerrero, who, uh, hit, who hits uh, some home runs. Um, and the Rays are obviously one of the better teams. Uh, but I mean, when your best starter has a 4.9 ERA, you probably have the worst rotation in baseball. Yeah, definitely possible to there. Um, okay, so that is our podcast. Thank you for listening. Please listen to all the other Phenom podcasts, um, as well as uh, checking out our website, phenommedia.net, 
or uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Thank you for listening to the Phenom MLB show. I'm Mike Green. I'm Robert Vanifard. Goodbye.